The following is a pre-recorded show. Welcome to Winning in Retirement with your host, Brian Akers, certified financial planner professional and founder of Akers Financial Group. Now, helping you win in your retirement, here's Brian Akers. Uh, good morning. Welcome to Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers from Akers Financial Group. Here with me today is Alex Monk, certified financial planner, pre- professional, and practitioner from Makers Financial Group. Good morning, Alex Monk. A lot of peas in there, Brian. There was. I'm trying not to make the microphone go too loud on the peas, <laughs> but it is proper <laughs> to use your peas positively. Yeah, let's have some pop this morning. All right. So, all right. So we got a lot of lot to talk about. A really good show going. So as you're driving around, wherever you're going, hopefully you can get some advice that will help you win in retirement. That's the idea. The, the title, winning in retirement, is winning in retirement. It takes some work, a little bit, right? Uh, absolutely. All right, and so what we're going to talk about today is a bunch of different things. We want you to win in retirement. I would say we all want to win in retirement, right? Well, that's exactly what this show is about. You need to listen to the following show that we're going to go over, and we're going to go over so many different things, but what we're going to do today is this. Are you doing these four things? So the show is actually called that. Are you doing these four things? Because if you're doing these four things, your financial house will be in order and you will progress to your own retirement where you'll be winning in your retirement years. Are you ready to get, ready to get started, Monk? This is what I was born to do, man. You're actually born for this. I think so. I have a face for radio, my mom says. <laughs> your mom <laughs> says. All right, that's funny. All right. Um, yes, she's a client of mine and she's the reason Alex Monk works for me because she says, can you give my son a job? <laughs> Not officially, but it's a funny side of the story. All right, so the show is called Are You Doing These Four Things? And the question is, are you? Let's go ahead and get started on number one. What's number one, Mr. Alex? So this is like the biggest mystery out there about retirement. It's saving. All right, so saving. Saving what? Money. Saving Private Ryan, saving. <laughs> are you saving money? Are you a saver? Wow. Right, and so it sounds simple. But it's really not that simple, is it? It it is a very simple, basic concept, but the practice of it can be difficult. Right. So the idea is that most Americans, most people listening to the show are not savers. What happens is they look in a bank account, there's nothing there, and they spent everything that came in that last month, and they believe that they're going to be able to retire by 45. Well, if I just put XYZ into my 401k, I'll be fine at retirement. That's the way it works, right? Well, it's part of it is getting some money into your 401k, your retirement planning, but you got to make sure you put enough there. But the concept of being a saver where mentally you're saving for something, you're saving for with purpose, saving with goals, saving to accomplish things in life, you're going to be able to accomplish all those goals because you're planning ahead rather than a reactionary spin that you buy on emotion where you usually typically overspend. Yeah, but that's fun and it feels good. It is, and it's easy because they give us little plastic things that doesn't look like cash. They give us um, even I- any type of digital concept is an easier way to spend money. And before you know it, you've accumulated debt that then takes years to pay off, not just um, something quick. Right. And so that, that vicious cycle of debt, like when you, when you accumulate debt and you're paying all these interest payments, and you know, it, it can be really difficult to get out of. Right. But the same thing is true in the reverse. What do you mean? So if you're saving and you're earning interest on your money, your money can grow. That's where your money works for you instead of you working for your money. Oh, I like that. So the idea, imagine that you can't wait to get paid so that you can pay your bills. And we get home with the money from your job, you pay all your bills, there's nothing left over. That's probably someone who's in debt, and a debtor, someone that's not a true saver, a saver would be someone that's actually saving to make that purchase, putting money aside with a purpose in mind. It might be that friend of yours that says, oh, my paycheck comes, it goes to eight different accounts because they apply purpose to that paycheck. Or they hide it from themselves. I, I play hide it from Brian game. Same. What, I, what I mean by that is when a paycheck comes in, I have money coming out every month to save in different areas, and it goes there, and I throw it forward to retirement. I throw it forward to other short, medium-term goals, and then whatever's left over is my budget for if any spending and things like that. For funsies. For funsies. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I create a bill, something I have to pay. I have to yep. pay Alex. I have to pay the monk family. Right, so the pay yourself first is the concept that I always like to talk about, where 
if you take a, like a little uh, like an egg and you say, well, this is our money coming in, pay yourself first. Now, I believe that you give and you tithe first, and then you pay yourself second, and then you spend the rest is sort of a good habit to have. The idea of um, paying yourself second is where that money is paying for your future. It's paying for things that are coming up this year. It's paying for cars in the future, all kinds of things to that future that you know are going to happen in life. Right. I mean, life's unpredictable, but there are things that we know are going to happen, right? Like a, a hot water heater lasts, what, 10 years? A car lasts 10 years. Right. You know, a microwave lasts Three years. I mean, washing machines, two now. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, some appliances don't last hardly at all. So it's a matter of um, what the luck of the draw sometimes with what you're buying. But we know that we're going to have these expenses. So it's, it's not a huge mystery. But like, let's say I'm, I'm driving around right now, Brian, and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I would love to be a saver, but I got all this debt. Like, what do I do? And my answer is got to start. Right. And so one of the ideas is, Knowing where everything is, and so where everything is is where you do a really, a truly, a review of your finances. Get all the bills together. You write them all out. We think advisors help, so we help clients from I call it negative zero um, <laughs> into that ten million plus mark of investable dollars. I mean, there's clients of all different phases in life, but there's some general habits that if you make a little bit of money, you got to squeeze everything you can out of it. And when you might make one, two, three million dollars a year. You still need some basic habits of budget or where that money's going because the answer isn't make just make more money. It's having a plan when it comes in. Yeah. Very, very important. And it's weird because the more money you make, the more money you're going to spend. It's just human nature, right? It's like if I think back 10 years, I'm like, how did I survive on that? Absolutely. And today it's like it doesn't even make any sense. So especially if you're a high wage earner and you have – grown accustomed to said lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Do you want to quit your job? And then I, I learned that very early in my career as a financial advisor, I was probably around 25, 26 years old. And I had a client, um, had like $600,000 a year salary. And I think, Oh, that's enough. You don't need a budget. And then every meeting we said, well, where's the money to be able to do this or that? Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, let's figure out where the money's <laughs> going. And then we did a, a, a true, we looked at where all the money was going. We came back and gave him a, a printout of where all his money went the last two years. And he's like, ouch. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> ouch, because clothing and food and all these categories were far beyond what he thought it was. And before he knew it, there was nothing left over to save. So the idea, if you don't pay yourself first, you're going to save whatever's left over. There's not much going to happen there. No. So one of the tricks I recommend is this. Let's say you're just getting started. Um, you need to know about where the bills are, write them all out, and you got to have a plan on how to pay off the debt. Now, as you're building that plan, I think you also got to start saving at that same time. It might be 25 bucks a paycheck, 50 bucks a paycheck, something has to go to that savings account so that the next emergency, there's a little bit of cash to pay it. If you need a tire or two tires, there should be something to pay it instead of a credit card. You can charge it, get the free points, and then pay it off with what's in savings. You know you get the points even if you pay the credit card off the next day. Oh, yeah. It's a good it's a good game to play. It's it's where savers make, make good money that way. Yeah, and, well, now, th you know, interest rates are a thing again. Like interest rate is on cash. Right. You know, cash was a, cash was trash okay. for a decade where cash didn't make any money, like negative real rate of return. Now your cash can actually earn some money. A hundred thousand bucks can make you four thousand a year, four hundred bucks a month or more just off of interest off of that kind of money. To me, that seems like a miracle compared to zero. Um, it but it's still not normalized rates what they used to be. The the hardest part on interest rates, um, Throughout the, throughout the years, you're going to see interest rates rise and fall and up and down. But cash not being zero is a good thing that you need to pay attention to where your, all your money is. So the idea of saving, the idea of saving is this. When somebody comes in to visit us, we've had people that come in that are great savers and some people that are not. And so what are the things you see with a great saver when they come in to see us? So they know their budget. Um, they typically have goals or something in mind, you know, kind of a, a direction that they want to head in. Um, but usually they show up at our doorstep because they're worried about a couple key items, right? It's either risk, mm -hmm. it's taxes, it's legacy, it's, you know, it, it's all these things. It's like, okay, well, I've saved all this. Mm -hmm. Now, how do I be the best steward possible of yeah. what I have and, you know, make it do what I want? And that's, you know, 
stuff that you're not going to know unless you study it like we do. Yeah, like what I what I say a lot of times is if you walk through our doors with your house paid off, most of the time we're going to figure out how you can retire. And the reason is that the discipline it took to pay off that house and stay in that house is a saving mentality where you've made that a major goal. Now, that doesn't have to be the only goal because if you have real low interest rates, I could show why it's not the wisest thing to pay off too fast. But the general habit of having it all paid off and having no debts allow us to save more money, but also means you have lower need, a lower lower, lower cost of living. And what happens is that's easier to obtain to retire. Yeah, so like earlier you were talking about paying your bills. Well, what if you had very little bills? And then your retirement nut or what you need to get isn't going to be a large number. Right. And so, like, if you head into retirement, you got a three or four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, car payments, and a few other things, still paying off student loans. You're sitting six, seven thousand in the hole before retirement, before you get your paycheck. That's after tax. So after you, ta- you yeah. still got to pay your your taxes if you're saving before tax. Yeah, so you got to make ninety to one hundred and hundred twenty just to cover taxes and to, and to pay your your nut your bills before you can really have any fun or do anything else. So the idea of there's this balance. Savers are going to pe- be people that have a saving mentality on money as it comes in. Imagine that it's learning how to live within your money, within your means, and that habit translates to whatever income you make in your career. And making sure this works for you is all part of financial planning. Yeah, and that's the game that you want to be playing because it's feasible to win. Absolutely, it is. Now, we want you to win at Acres Financial Group. We want you to win in retirement. That's why we call the show Winning in Retirement. Our version of winning is where the financial independence, you don't have that stress of the finances. Acres Financial is a local, independent company. We don't report to a big company on Wall Street. We report to you. We do have offices in Lutherville, Farstill, and work with clients all around the Mid-Atlantic region, all around the country, actually, and even a few around the world. It's so easy to begin winning in retirement. All you got to do is give us a call for a free consultation with one of our team of advisors. Give us a call at 833-WIN-RETIRE. That's 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule your free in-person or Zoom meeting. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 833-946-7384 to start planning for your retirement now. Do you get a match at work? Do you know what that is? Stay tuned for more information in just two minutes. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Yes, welcome back to Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers, founder and president of Akers Financial Group. Here with me today is Alex Monk. We're both certified financial planner practitioners from Acres Financial Group. That's right here in Maryland, but we work with clients all around the United States and a few around the world. It's been an enjoyable career as we've been building and growing and working with many, many people. We really do enjoy meeting with the listeners when they call in and come in for that free time. It's been a really great experience. Uh, Monk, you ready to go here in the second quarter? Let's do it. All right. So the topic is this. It, It goes like this simple. Do you get a match at work? Uh, do you know what that is? So what um, is a match? So a match is, a, it's usually like a small wooden balsa stick with a, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. So a match uh, is. Uh, okay, you're not you're on the match versus lighter comment. <laughs> Are, yeah, so the mat, a match. Let me get this fire. Is wooden? Yeah, okay. So we're talking about your 401k match. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so that threw me off there for a minute. Sorry, I didn't want to uh, light your fire. Oh, it's fire safety class. <laughs> so. That's the big thing. You know, you don't see a lot of pensions anymore. They're kind of a, an extinct thing. So the big thing is you, the employee, you have to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a thing called 401k, 457, TSP, deferred comp, all different types of things, TSA, whatever. And then sometimes your employer will say, hey, if you put in XYZ, I'll give you X. Right. And that's free money. Okay. So there's employee contribution. That's your money coming out of your paycheck. Then there's employer money. That employer money, we call it a match if it's basically based on a match, meaning that only if you put money in do they put money in. Right. So there's a caveat. You don't get anything unless you do something. Right. So if you start a job and they have a match, but you postpone starting your 401k, you're leaving money on the table. 
free money from the employer. Yeah. And, you know, if the excuse is, well, I'll do it down the road when, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a valid one. You got to start it immediately. And immediately might be right when you are getting the job the first day. It also might be one year later. When you sign up, there's this thing on many of these websites for 401ks, 403bs, even TSP. You can hit a button that says increase it by 1% every year. I think you should hit that button because until you maximize how much comes out of your pay, um, there is more room to save inside these plans. And the idea is if you raise it a little bit every year, you might not notice it. <laughs> it's like a, like when you gain weight. Hey, don't bring this up. <laughs> But like me, I never noticed it. And then I see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. look what happened there. Until you had compound growth. <laughs> yeah. But we're not at the compound growth weight class. It's compound growth money class. Right. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully you're getting a raise. So let's say you get like a three, four percent bump in your salary and, you know, you increase your savings by one percent, but it's pre-tax. So, you know, it's really only a difference of, you know, 75 basis points. So you're not really going to notice it a whole lot. Yeah, but when you get that raise, you're not thinking, I need to save more right away. You're thinking, all right, hey, I got 200 more bucks. What can I do with that? <laughs> oh, it, you're, you already spend it in your head before the paycheck even arrives. Um, the idea by having it escalate or, or push more is very important um, so that you're saving more for your future. Because we need to save a lot of money because the only one saving for your retirement is going to be you. So the idea is this, is do you get a match? Most likely, if you work for a local government, a state government, you're probably not getting a match. But what are you getting? You should have a pension. Now, some of these pensions make you contribute out of your pay. You got to almost not think about that. And the reason is, is because it's automatic and you don't get to think about it. It's not a choice. choice. Now, technically, you can get some of that money inside of the pension payout as a death benefit. There's an option in the, in the choices. But generally, in state programs, county programs, you're not going to see a match. But when you work for maybe a college or maybe for the federal government, all of a sudden there is a match or an agency match. And you got to say, well, all right, if they match 5%, how much do I need to put in? What's the answer to that, Mr. Alex Monk? Well, I think you're referring to the TSP. So I think uh, you need to put in four because you get an automated one. Yeah. And then four gets you the other five. Yep. So four to get five. Yeah. So that's a that's a better hundred percent match in the TSP if you do a minimum of four. Yeah, and that means you're probably a FERS employee and you probably got a pension accruing too. So Right. And so so um TSP real quick is thrift savings plan. It is a way to say pre tax. Um also also the Roth option we'll cover later in the show. But here in our second segment um, is about the following thing. Our show is called, Are You Doing These Four Things? The first one is, Are You a Saver? Second one is this. Are you getting the match at work? Maximizing your match. We believe you should do the following. Maximize your match at work. Save to a Roth IRA, whatever you're allowed to. There are limits based on income. Save to a Roth IRA. Then come back to your work and save the maximum if you can. Maximum in 2023 is going to be $30,000 throughout this year. If. If you're over 50 years old. So mature like me. (laughs) Youngster like yourself. You can only do how much? Uh, Less. 27. No, no. (laughs) Uh, no, 23,000. Yeah. Those numbers are or twenty two five. Twenty two thousand five hundred. Sorry. Yeah. So that's the you know, whatever, twenty twenty three rules, I believe. That's what the, yeah, that's the year where I'm talking about for our planning purposes is your you know, during this year, just save money inside your retirement plan so you can get that money put aside. You're saving it first, throwing it to your own future. That's a very, very strong thing to do. Yeah, and you need to know what benefits you have. Like is your employer paying the cost for this plan? Well then that's the best place. To save. Uh, you know, I have, have people come through and clients are like, oh, so I just want to start saving here with you. And I'm like, no, I don't want you to. I want you to save at work. I want you to get that match. I want you to get a, an account that yeah. the employer's covering the costs on. And it turns out you can get more money into those plans than you can anywhere else if you're a high incomer. Yeah. So let's talk about small business owners. So we meet with small business owners and they're like, oh, uh, the, the guys, they won't put any money in this plan. I said, well, whoever's doing the plans, not selling it properly. And the fact that you need to meet with each employee and talk about their situation and why they're not letting you give them three from three more percent of their of your money. So like I have like a, a tire shop that I work with and everyone there gets the match. 
because as the advisor, we on purpose meet with each one and, and do it. The advisor adds value for that small business owner for their employees to take advantage of that plan. So that's called a simple IRA. It's just a, a simple thing for a small business. You can set up for the like a current year that you're in. Simple IRA, like in 2023, during this year, you can set up a simple IRA. You put so much in deferral, and then employer match can be 3%. And that's a general best way. There's other options, of course. Now, if you're in 2023 and you haven't done your taxes yet, you can actually um, do a plan for 2022 called SEP IRA. And that's 25% of your net profit. Now it goes to you and, and the employees you have, but the smaller the company, it makes more sense. Right. And then if, you know, current year, you can do a solo K if it's just you, um, which gives you high limits as well. So there's yeah. a whole, you know, there's yeah. a over $60,000 you can save through that. That's a ton of money. It is. So in small business, imagine that, find out your options. Understand there are options for prior years, for current years. Get them started so you're not just paying all the money in taxes. Make sure you understand the options. In small business, many times, we are doing the pre-tax, trying to find the deductions with, with for the business owner, and then, then figuring out what else to offer. You know, and sometimes people get sold by their accountant, like, hey, you know, if you put this money into an IRA, you're going to get so much, you know, back in taxes. And sometimes that can be a little short-sighted, but for me, if it gets a person to start saving, I'm in. Absolutely. Like, well, let's let's get the ball rolling here, folks. Now, imagine that you work for a large company. Large company, you're signing up. Um, sometimes they will have their, their matching, but they'll vest it. What does vesting mean? Um, so it's when you take a jacket and you cut the sleeves off. Yeah, it's vesting it. That's, that's your, uh, I know that's your thing, so you can get your swings in. Yeah. No, so a vest means they're going to give you the money. Right. But you don't get all of it to keep. Unless you stay for, it's usually the max is five years. Yeah, three to five years on the employer vest. So you still, you always get your money that you put in. But if there's a match, some companies will have a vesting schedule. Yeah, and I think it's, even if you don't think this is your forever job, it's still worth it. Because what if you do stay there for five years? Or if you stay there for three years and you're 60% vested, you still get 60% of their money. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to put money in to get the match. At least, at least maximize your match. Make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're doing that, that every year that you have at least 3% or 4 whatever they ask you to do. Make sure you're doing it at that level. Some companies, you put a hard-coded dollar, like 40 bucks a week or something, you might not be matched, fully maxing your match. So the idea of a company plan is understanding what's available. And yes, there's all kinds of words. We're not going to be able to cover them all. But the idea is understanding what's available. Now, as you move up in your career and you head to the executive levels, they might come, come to you with different plans where you can add more into a deferred comp and other ideas, and we meet with people at that level, and they've missed out on it for years. Right, and, you know, the C-suite, they have so many benefits that you really got to take advantage of. Like, some of these corporations out here, they will actually pay for us to just give you advice mm -hmm. to help you. Absolutely. Like, that's part of your benefit. So. If you got this giant package and you're like, hey, I'm an executive, I'm not a finance guy, what is all this garbage? Call me. <laughs> yeah, the, fun, the funny thing is I have a lot of executive finance guys that know what they know and they know what they don't know. They know their corporate. They don't know the personal side. And so when I come in there, what's great is I can speak their language and cover it, and then they're able to make fast decisions, of course, because that's what they do for a living. And so it's it's really a pretty neat way of giving planning because you bring up bring a little list and go yes yes no no yes and then we do the planning we we follow through on it when when they don't have the time right and and especially in the C suite the, the decision making is is usually one of their best qualities absolutely so if you have someone that you're working with you want to trust them so that you can present them the right information whatever's in their best interest so that they can do what they do best. I mean, companies out there are getting rid of pensions. There's all kinds of things out there where you need an advisor to help you. Being certified financial planners like we are, um, that fiduciary relationship has been there a long, long time where we've we got to do what's right for the client. Finally, the laws are catching up where they're requiring it of, a, of most and all reps, which is a good thing. It's about time, but you know what? It's paid us in tenfold on the way back. Yeah, because financial planning is really what we're trying to get at. Understand why you're doing things, what you're doing. Understand your match at work. Are you maximizing your match? Understand what's available to you so you can take advantage of it. Those are two of the most important things that you need to be doing right now. All right, so as we um, talk here at the end of the second quarter in retirement, we want you to have the biggest worry of your day to be about where you're going to drink your morning cup of coffee. Because 
basically, we want retirement to be where every day seems like a Saturday, you know, free of stress. Your retirement income and investments are all taken care of by the team of advisors at Acres Financial Group. If this is the future you want, it's not too late. It's so easy to begin winning in retirement. Meet with one of our team of advisors, a free meeting for you, and it's going to be all about your retirement and your retirement needs. Yeah, so give us a call, 833-WIN-RETIRE. That's 833-WIN-RETIRE, R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule your free in-person or Zoom meeting. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 833-946-7384 to start planning for your retirement now. Tax-free? You mean the account and everything in the account grows tax-free? And you never pay tax again on that money? The answers are yes, and we'll talk about that in two minutes. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Hey, welcome back to Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers. Here with me today is Alex Monk. Alex Monk's been with Akers Financial for more than 10 years. Uh, he's become one of their heads of our investment committee. Um, I'm not going to go with guru on everything. But Did you say you were looking at my bald head when you said heads? I got a weird vibe. No. That, a weird vibe. I, this is public radio. <laughs> People are going to listen to this, so we can't talk about things. So I'm trying not to make fun of you in any way. It's not nice to do that. But at Acres Financial Group, we really we really enjoy working with Alex Monk. Um, he has this enjoyable side to him. And what we like about it is the fact that he's also, um, when it comes to this, like the crazy smart thing, is the idea of the strategies it takes to help get somebody where they need to go. And that's sort of like a niche you love, right, Monk? I'm like a puzzle guy. Yeah. Um, and the greatest part about this job, right, is there's no right answer. Because everybody's different. Yeah. I love meeting with different people and saying, okay, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. Here's six different ways you can do it. Yeah, then, I don't care how. Then we narrow down um, what's the best way for them. Yep. So this show today is this. Are you doing these four things? We want you to win in retirement because we all want to win in retirement. The idea is, are you doing these four things? So far, number one, we talked about, are you a saver? Is your concept with money a saving thought process, a saving practice? Like if someone looks at how you handle your money, are you a saver? The second thing is, do you get a match at work? Do you even know what it is? Take advantage of the, of the match. So these things are understanding the match. This third one is tax-free. And the concept is this. Have you rothified your money? Have you rothified your money? Yes, fancy word. Probably totally made up. I me. don't believe that's an actual word, but we're I, number guys, so I, I I'm okay with it not being a word yet. It's coming. It'll be <laughs> in a definition someday. Um, so I'm saying the word Rothify. Can you explain that to others? Ah, uh, man, I'm gonna go with no jokes on this one, and I'm gonna say Roth is an account that you put money in after tax, or you pay the tax on money that hasn't been taxed yet, and inside of this special Roth account. It's allowed to grow tax-free, and in retirement, it's allowed to come out tax-free. It's also able to pass to your beneficiaries, and they can take it out tax-free without any required minimum distributions on it. So Roth is that, you know, it's that golden goose. It's it's the place you want to have your money. Yeah, it's all about pay tax now and never again. Right, and a lot of people don't think about you know, they're like, hey, I'm going to retire. I got $2 million in my 401k. It's like, well, actually, you have 1.4 because you owe Uncle Sam some of that money. You got to pay some of that tax. Imagine that if you do pre-taxed and you're going to pay tax in the future. So one of the things I like to say is, well, if we save 5000 in our retirement plan and it grows to 40000 which pile of money do you want to pay tax on? The five or the 40? Neither, but <laughs> that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, you can't, it's going to be one or the other, right? Right. Now, some people would argue that the same, you're probably going to pay, generally, you're going to pay the same on money. But the problem I have is this is that the 5,000, even though it's a deduction, I believe that that deduction on 5,000 is really nice right now. But if you had paid the tax today and never again, it really pays off. If the following occurs, one is tax rates stay the same or go up. 
if you retire into the same bracket or higher, Rothifying or making your accounts Roth by paying the tax now is better and better for you when you're in your retirement years to have some money you can pull out and you don't owe anybody anything out of that bucket. And it gives you a huge window for income planning so that you don't really throw your income up too high in one year. It gives you all types of different options. And here's the downside to Roth. Let me tell you. You paid the taxes in advance. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it's... Uh, if you are not a great saver and you have a high income now, Roth might not be for you because you might not be able to get to 105000 of joint income in retirement years through savings because it's just not financially possible. But so that case where if you're at a really high bracket, it's coming down, you definitely would consider not doing Roth. But if you're going to be at a high bracket the rest of your life, I think you've got to look at the Roth because tax rates are going to change in 2026. No matter who is in charge, um, in Congress and presidents, whoever's in charge in 26, the current tax law actually sunsets and becomes a new, uh, the, the old law, just like in 2017. Right. So as the law stands right now, it's a guaranteed increase in tax rates. Yes, coming, and we've got th- only three years left before that happens. So we strongly believe at Acres Finance Group, there's this three-year window where you must consider how to make things Roth whatever possible place we can make it a Roth. And one of my big like things that I preach is like, okay, you went out and you got a prepaid funeral. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to prepay some of your taxes? Okay. Especially if you're working, you have extra cash flow. Let's, let's prepay the taxes as long as it still makes sense, you know, in the, the big grand scheme, you know, your income is not going to drop to zero right. down the road. But if you have the extra cash flow now, you might as well do that because you're essentially paying the tax and giving yourself more money later. Yes, and I think that's a great way of looking at things. Um, I've had some um, disagreements with um, outside CPAs because they're always trying to find the, the best, the lowest taxes in that current year. And I try to explain how the future is actually better if we pay the tax now and we we do Roth, pay some tax now and never again. And so it's a tough situation where you might have your own accountant saying that, um, this is the best way for today's dollar. But they don't know where all your accounts are. They don't understand the, you know, maybe if you convert everything to Roth then your income goes to zero, you don't have required minimum distributions. It can yeah. simplify things. I love to do it, especially as people get older yep. because, you know, complicated things are harder to process when you're older. Yep. And guess what? At 73, life gets super complicated for your finances. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, because at 73, under this current law for 2023, um, people that are born in the 50s will have to begin taking required minimum distributions out of all their qualified money. If you're born in the 60s, uh, whenever you reach your um, 70s, you get to wait all the way to 75 before you have to take money out. That gives us more of a window as we retire to do things such as Roth conversions, where you take an IRA account, you pay some tax now, we try to stay in a certain bracket to make this happen. This works perfectly if someone's going to retire, and then the next year when the income's low, they haven't thrown Social Security yet, we do some Roth conversions for a year or two, get some money up under that bracket, maybe 12 22% bracket, 24 wherever we need to be, and we, we, we get that worked out, pay some taxes in. All of a sudden, we've moved the bucket to tax-free for the entire future of your retirement plan. Yeah, I know one thing I've been doing, which I think is kind of fun, is Pushing Social Security a little bit, doing some Roth conversions in those years prior, and then backdating the application to Social Security so we get a kind of a lump sum to kickstart our little... Because you're allowed to go back six months whenever you draw Social Security. And then we would do that... But you get to pick the year it's taxed by doing that. Right. So like a January person drawing Social Security can go back six months and get a lump sum for the six months. And then you could use that lump sum to pay the taxes on the Roth conversion you did the year prior. Aren't you being sneaky there? I've done that a few times. Yeah. What's good about it is um, the fact that the money's there. What's bad about it is if you go back six months, you do have a reduction in the monthly payout by roughly about, um, if it's six months, around 3% less. And that's a 3% less for a lifetime. So um, I believe Social Security has its own issues to the future. And so the idea of how to draw Social Security, you can go to our website and see some of our thoughts. The last time we did a Social Security show, um, and you can see it on our website, and we're going to be doing more of this throughout 
um, throughout the years. It's, a, it's all part of the retirement planning. Man, Social Security is just a, it's a changing animal. So it's, uh, right. it's fun. All right, so Roth contributions are where you can put money in. So imagine that you want to put money for a Roth. So in on your tax return, you have till April 15th to do a Roth contribution for a previous year. If you are, are, want to plan, plan ahead and do the current year Roth, you can do it from January to April of the next year. You have a long window to do a Roth. Now, if your income is near the limitations of um, to a max income, you have to watch your income before you do your Roth. So sometimes you have to file or get your numbers ready in your tax return before you fund your Roth IRA. You can fund a Roth IRA no matter what age. So if you're working that retirement job making 10000 bucks, you can put 7500 of that into a Roth. It doesn't have to be that money you're making. It could just be sliding some savings from taxable bank bank account into a tax-free bank account. Absolutely. This time, you know, like uh, when I have clients show up, like right when their tax documents start coming out, usually yep. like 70-year-olds, mm-hmm. they're like, Alex, I got $3,421 I can put in my Roth this year. Yep. Here it is. You know, they wait for their W-2. and. Yep. It's it's just a good type of money to have. If you can get money in there and it's just shifting it, do it. Right, shifting it. Imagine the idea that a Roth IRA isn't just something you buy at a bank. A Roth IRA is an actual title for the account. It registers it with on pay tax now and never again. But it also sets up an account where you can buy any investment you want inside of a Roth. That's such an important thing because people ask me all the time, how, how, how much interest do these Roths earn? Is it better than an IRA? And I'm like, we got to start from square one. It's just the titling. I have a a brand new client. It's been the Roths have been sitting in their savings account in a Roth savings account for five, six years, Mm. making 0.15. And so I'm trying to explain, well, we can take little risk and make four to 5%. And then we can then look at other options and maybe to make more. It depends on what you want that money to do for you. A Roth IRA is tax-free for you. It's tax-free for your spouse. And it's tax-free for your beneficiaries over a 10-year period if you passed away. So Rothifying, the word Rothifying is turning pre-tax money into into money that's tax-free for life. Or Roth converting. Yes. That's another way to get in there. Absolutely. Contributions, Roth converting, That's uh, are the two ideas of how to get the money from IRA over. Um, even inside your large company retirement plans, you might have a Roth 401k option, Roth TSP, um, all those kind of options, things to look at, Roth 50, 457s. I was going to say Heinz 57, but I'm not going to say that. Um, there's all kinds of choices out there. So ideas, ideal number three is this, um, tax-free. Have you Rothified your money? <laughs> I like it. All right. So the, the, uh, the idea when people retire is that we get our time back where we get to decide how to use it during our retirement years. Before we retired, I'm feeling like all our time was committed to mainly our job. A lot of that goes away in retirement. Your time is now consumed by things that you want to do. It's so easy to begin winning in retirement. Go ahead and go to our website at acresfinancialgroup.com. Scroll to the Schedule a Meeting section and let us know you'd like to schedule your free consultation with one of our team of advisors. That's acresfinancialgroup.com. Or you can go ahead and give us a call at 833-WIN-RETIRE. That's 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule your free in-person or Zoom meeting. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 833-946-7384 to start planning for your retirement now. So you heard the phrase, if you fail to plan, you actually plan to fail. That's not right. You're better than that, right? I will talk about that in two minutes when Winning in Retirement returns. You're listening to a pre-recorded show. Welcome back to Winning in Retirement. Call 833-WIN-RETIRE now to schedule a visit with Brian and his team and begin winning in retirement. Once again, here's Brian Akers. Welcome to the fourth quarter of Winning in Retirement. I'm Brian Akers from Akers Financial Group. Here with me today is a a financial advisor, certified financial planner practitioner, Alex Monk. And what we're covering today is this topic called, Are You Doing These Four Things? These four things we've been covering are going to help you win in your retirement years, but you got to do these kind of things now. And so so far, we covered three of them. The first one was, are you a saver? Are you? The second thing is this. Do you know if your company has a match? And are you fully taking advantage of it? And then the third one was Rothification. Have you Rothified your money? Are you in the process of Rothifying? Have you Roth? What do you think there, Alex? (laughs) Ah, Moving on. (laughs) All right. So 
All right. So back to Brian Akers here. Um, <laughs> our website, AkersFinancialGroup.com. You head there. It's on your phone. It's on your computer. It's anywhere you want to look at the website, AkersFinancialGroup.com. You go on there. Radio tab has all of our shows there. You can listen to these shows again. You can run them through some of the podcasts out there and listen to different segments, different topics you want to know more about. But also, you can give us a call. And you give our office a call, and that's at just 833-946-7384. Give Acres Financial a call, and we sit down and talk about your exact situation and how to apply these four things that we're talking about today. What's the fourth one? I haven't heard four. Oh, I know. You want to know the fourth one? I'm going to have to tease it even further. Oh, man. This is the fourth quarter. You're killing me, man. The fourth quarter for the fourth item makes sense, right? Four for four. Four is winning time in the game, the fourth quarter. Uh, four for four is a great day in baseball. Four score in seven years ago. That was a good speech. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, my. Uh, gave Monk a little too much Red Bull before the show, yeah, but he is happy to be here. Um, all right. Are you doing these four things? And number four is this. Are you paying attention to your overall financial plan, or are you just living and, and speeding through life? Are you paying attention to your overall financial plan? I can't tell you how many people walk through this door about mid fifties and they're like, all right, we got all this money saved and now retirement's a real thing. Let's start planning. Yeah. yeah. That is the thing. It's like something happens. It's like when you get, you know, when you're driving to the beach and you can finally smell the seawater. Yeah. That's, they're like, Oh, I can see it coming. Now I got to really pay attention. But the, the truth is, the earlier you start, the easier it is. There are ages in life, 50, 55, different triggers. Oh, I'm 10 years old. I'm just All these triggers in your mind is like, oh, oh, that's short. I don't have this. Um, basically, when you're younger, you think, oh, 35, 40 years. That's ridiculous. I have to work that long. I need to retire by 45. I can't put in 30 years. And then when you get done 30 years, it's like, oh, my, I only got 10 years left to catch up. I mean, there's all these thoughts in your mind. The hardest part is this. We're talking about paying attention to your overall financial plan. This is for everybody. And no matter what age, do you have your plan in order, your finances in order? This means a little bit of everything. Life insurance, especially. Many people, when they come in, do not have enough life insurance. Well, you know, they don't want to think about dying. And I don't want to either. But you know what? That's the one thing I can guarantee in your life. It will end. Right. It will end. The thing is, is if it does prematurely and your family needs you to be working and we're not going to be there, do we have enough life insurance? Do you know why you're buying the life insurance, how much to have, and the best way to buy it for you and your family? All important factors. You don't want to buy too much of it. You want to buy the right amount. And then that adjusts as you get close to retirement. And maybe your goals change to be more charitable. Then life insurance might come back in. You might need something to help fund a wealth replacement trust. The more complex ideas out there, all kinds of things. Right. So, like life insurance is so funny in that uh, when you have a lot of debt and not a lot of assets, you really do need it in your early on in life. Oh, badly. And so, as insurance brokers, we shop these rates for our clients. We get the applications in. We yes, we do make a commission off of that. Um, and not a lot of money from that, but we do make a little bit from it. But we shop, try and get the best rate with an A-plus company or better. And we do our very best to make sure it fits their budget and fits their timeline of 15, 20, 30 years, trying to make sure we can cover any debts they have accumulated already. Right. And that's like your, your real basic simple needs. But, you know, as you alluded to earlier, once you get over to, that, you know, that four, five, six mil and, and, and north, then it starts to become, oh, so we can use this life insurance to give money or Absolutely. to yeah. keep the wealth in the family. So it, it's such a powerful tool depending on where you are in life. Or someone at 32 years old says, I, I, I do want to retire in my late 40s, early 50s. And I say, well, life insurance has a way of having a tax-free cash value buildup. We need to learn about that. Lots of ideas. All right, so we're talking about paying attention to your overall financial plan, life insurance. The second concept is insurance planning. Have you ever thought about talking to your auto and homeowner's insurance to find out what your coverage is? What we do in financial planning is we look at your coverage. Do you have the standard 100, 300 uh, um, kind of coverage where you have basically 100 for um, property and you have 100 for like per person and 300 total accident? Right. Or do you, in, I've seen people that have like 100,000 bucks in their money market account, but their deductible is $200. Yeah. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, like if there's ever a, a bad car accident, it doesn't cost. 
one person having a hundred thousand dollar limit on one person isn't enough. No, um, I believe that most people, as they're growing their finance, five finances, need to have an umbrella of at least a million, maybe two and a half to five million, depending on your net worth. Absolutely, and you know, it's. I've had clients be like, well, you know, I don't really need that, but you know, they eventually like, okay, I'll get it. Three, three, four, five hundred bucks a year, and I've had it come into play multiple times. Yeah. I believe we need to have it to protect our own family. Under the under the line, uninsured motorists, you only can insure yourself for the same limit you insure somebody else. If you have a hundred, three hundred kind of policy, that means you're insuring yourself a hundred thousand per person in your car, three hundred thousand maximum per accident. Um, that's not enough if there's a terrible accident. If you have a million dollars, then all of a sudden there's more money for everyone that's in your family to provide care when it's greatly needed. Right. And and these things are, are worst case scenarios, but they're very important because you don't want to save, save, save your entire life. Mm-hmm. Miss this one little thing. And, and mess up the plan. And, and poof. The other thing is this. You need a will. You need a will when, when you're married. You need a will when you're not married. You need a will when you have kids. You need a will when you're getting close to retirement. But when we see people the first time, many times, they don't have a will. Well, even, I've been meaning to do that. Even if their employer gives them a free will, they don't have a will. I've seen people actually pay for like their company legal services and, not and never will. use it. Right. So in planning, yes, in that first year of getting to know us, we want you to go see a lawyer, get will-based, trust-based, whatever fits your family goal when it comes to making an estate plan work. So make sure when you're getting your, your financial planning in order, you know what your overall plan is. Having a will is very important. How about this? Did you sign off for any of the group benefits at work? Do you know if you did? What did you check? <laughs> Long-term disability, short-term disability. Is it going to yeah. pay you... After tax, is it going to pay you pre-tax? Is it portable? There are so many questions. I didn't want to pay that seven bucks a pay. Oh, you didn't want to pay for that long-term disability? You should have, because if if something hits somebody younger, most likely to be disabled than than we are to pass away at younger ages. Long-term disability happens to the best of us, and we need to have just that little bit of coverage to help us get through some of life's terrible events. Yeah, and not to be all doom and gloom, but things bad things happen. So, I I tell people. Let's plan for the absolute worst. Yeah, so we've been covering some topics. In planning, there's so many topics. It's like the collection of money you've accumulated throughout your life. Where is it all at? Have you ever looked at it all in one place? Uh, Do you know how it's titled? Does your titling have a beneficiary? There's so much simple things in overall financial planning you need to know. Most of us go and get dental checkups every year, every six months. Uh, We have annual physicals. We're supposed to. Hopefully we do. (laughs) But do you actually have a financial advisor that you do a financial review with? Acres Financial Clients, we want an annual review at minimum to just see what's going on with life and what's going on when it comes to your situation. I mean, things change and you have to, like, the the best part about this job is that the plan is, it's like a living, moving thing. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite part. It's not like, okay, we hit print, that's what it is in stone. No, life changes, goals change, things change. So you have to be able to pivot with it and and have things set up so you know where they are so that you can pivot. It's wonderful to talk about retirement and, and all that, those great years of getting ready to retire and to enjoy that time you've earned. But then you also have to, to talk about worst case scenarios of not being healthy, of one person passing away and the other one still being around. Is there enough money for the survivor? Those are all aspects of a thorough financial plan. So what we're talking about today is this. Are you doing these four things? The first one was, are you a saver? And what, what's the summary of are you a saver, Alex? Um, are you paying yourself first? Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a, a simple yes or no. And if you're not, we can convert you. Yeah. <laughs> and the second idea was, do you maximize savings and retirement plans? Do you know what your match is? Do you get a match at work? Do you know? Understand that. That's very, very important as you, as you get started or as you continue. Make sure you do that right. Right. And it may be confusing, all these different investment choices. That's where we help. And that third one is about Rothifying your money. Have you been Rothified? We call it the David Lee. David Lee? What is that? David Lee Roll. Oh, yeah. You got me on that. All right. Lead singer of what? I don't know. Oh, no, no. You don't know. 
That's, what was it, Van Halen? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave you. Ha- I'm gonna leave you hanging. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna get hate mail over this one. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just look. Just look up. Look up Alex on our website. You wrote this emails right there. <laughs> just Alex at Acres Furniture. So. Yeah. All right. So back to winning in retirement. We I was obviously know finances more than music. So we'll move on to the fourth one. The fourth one we just covered, and that is this: Have you ever? considered paying attention to your overall financial plan or is that something that you want to do in the future it needs to be done now the better you do it now as things are small it's easier to manage as things get larger because you have a plan and a way to keep track of it understanding where it's all going that sounds like a lot of work but that's what we do for people so you know what you're in luck Absolutely. What you do is by calling Acres Financial Group, we begin a relationship with one of our advisors and our teams here to develop your plan. Your unique financial fingerprint leads into your plan, and we implement that plan over years, from investing money to insuring properly to make sure we go see the attorneys. Everything's checked off to make sure your finances are in order. Make sure you do all these things. Thanks very much, Alex. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you know we want you to win in your retirement years. And today's show is all, all about are you um, doing these four things. So we want you to win in retirement. Go ahead and take an, uh, advantage of the opportunity to begin planning with us at Acres Financial Group. To schedule your free meeting with one of our team of advisors, go to our website at acresfinancialgroup.com. Scroll down to the Schedule a Meeting section and let us know you'd like to schedule your free meeting. That's acresfinancialgroup.com, or you can give us a call at 833-WIN-RETIRE, 833-W-I-N-R-E-T-I-R-E. We'll give you a call on Monday to schedule your free in-person or Zoom meeting with one of our team of advisors. Start planning for your retirement now. Go to acresfinancialgroup.com or give us a call at 833-946-7384. Thank you for listening. I'm Brian Akers from Akers Financial Group, and we want you to be winning in retirement. You've been listening to Winning in Retirement with your host, Brian Akers of Akers Financial Group. Akers Financial Group offers securities through Arcadios Capital, an SIPC and FINRA member firm. Advisory services are provided through Arcadios Wealth. Akers Financial Group and Arcadios do not share any common ownership. Neither Arcadios nor Akers Financial Group provides tax or legal advice. Advice given on winning in retirement is general in nature, and one should seek further advice from their financial advisor, broker, attorney, and or tax accountant before investing. Be sure to read each prospectus carefully to understand all the risks associated with each investment. Examples and scenarios shared are meant to be for illustrative purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results.